The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant Radio. We're excited to have you here as I am joining you from Philadelphia at the Alumni Career Services Network Conference. I didn't know they existed not too long ago, but they're a great group of people who are at your universities. If you graduated from a university or college or some even here from a high school that run career services programs for alumni of those schools. So a fun group of people had a lot of opportunity to learn some things that I want to share with you or things that have spurred things that I think you should know. So here at the Career Confidant Radio, you're always sharing resources and tools that you can use to manage your own career. And as I listen to these career services professionals talk, they're, they're helping alumni who are at all phases of their career, right, from just graduated to been out for 20, 30 years. And the issues that people face are somewhat common, right? We're making a career. How do we do that? We're applying for jobs. Why aren't we hearing back? We're trying to write a resume. What are the issues? And so fun topics for all of us who are in the career services world to talk about, to try to get better at and to get resources around so that we can help those who are job seeking. And yet there are still some common things that most of these conferences and one of them is bringing in people who actually hire people who do HR work and get their perspective and it's always everyone's favorite time of the conference and that happened today so I'm going to be sharing some feedback to with you that was shared by hiring managers recruiters HR at a few companies. One of them was Johnson & Johnson, the other one was Vanguard, and the other one was Aramark. So they do the food services at lots of event venues. Vanguard is a financial services company, and then Johnson & Johnson, lots of subsidiaries, most of them in some kind of medical device or resources, medical whatever you want to say. Johnson & Johnson does a lot of different things from soap to cameras that go into someone's body to help with surgery. So very interesting to hear from their hiring managers about what's going on in their world and to get a picture of where are they coming from, right? If you're applying to jobs, whether you're employed or unemployed, you're thinking a certain way you're expecting certain things from a higher and yet it's very to think about things from their point of view what's going in their world that might change how they interact with you right the gentleman from Johnson and Johnson for instance talked about that they have over 1 million applications come into their system in the course of a year can you manage can you imagine managing one million pieces of paper or applications if you want to say that they're not necessarily pieces of paper right and so that brings a different thought to how we might expect them to interact with us 
then we get into the ideas of what are they really looking for or why do they think that job seekers fail? And varying feedback from them. And of course, you know, that is their opinion, which is important, and it is their opinion. In their eyes, and this was pretty much a agreed upon across this panel, the number one thing that they see job seekers do that gets them in trouble is to not understand the job, to have unrealistic expectations because of that misunderstanding of the job or the level of the job or whatever you want to call it. And so they apply to jobs that they don't patience for or they leave questions unanswered on the application because that question would exclude them. Well, guess what? Not answering that question is excluding you also. I, I think across the board, it was pretty clear that if you fill in and you don't answer a question, you're out, right? Or if you put in a zero for your salary at a job, you don't get through. They've figured that out. It, it's not a, a thing that gets you through the system to put a zero in there. If you put a 100 in there, you might get through the system but at least one of those companies, you would not get an interview. It raises that red flag. They don't have time to dig through those things. Now you might say, well, I'm the best candidate. I care what I made. I don't know that I really understand that either, but they do, so it doesn't work. So we've talked about this and I'll digress for just a minute that you're what you do in those instances, there's lots of options, right? You might put in your total compensation. You might put in your, and guess what? If they call you, they call you. If they don't, they don't. There are other ways you can get around it. But really, they're, what they were saying is that there's no way around it if your salary that you've been making isn't on par with the job that you're applying for. The over overarching theme there was that you just shouldn't be applying. You should be applying to positions that match where you've been. Now, that puts in a lot of us in a sticky situation because we want to make that career change, right? We want to make that career change. And guess what? Our existing career trajectory doesn't match where we want to go. Oh, so those, those questions don't make sense, right? So how can we build a job search strategy or what I'm going to recommend is a career management strategy that will help us where we do want to go instead of having to stay in the rut of where we've been because that's what employers are judging us on, right? They're judging us on where we've been. That's all they can know. Our resume, our LinkedIn profile, our application for their job all ask questions about where we've been and very little of it gives us an opportunity to share go your LinkedIn profile can do that a little bit so we're going to talk about that specifically here is the and uh, several of these HR managers talked about this fact that you are you are in charge of your own brand and we've talked about branding a little bit on this but you're in charge of my perception as a hiring manager of you as a candidate. You have control over that. There are things you can do to influence that opinion of you. And it first starts with knowing where you're going, right? That's the fountain of this thing called personal branding is that we have to know what kind of a brand we want to build. And so having that focus and understand what that looks like is very important. What these hiring managers underscored for me today, a trajectory, that picture of where I want to go, has to be realistic in the sense of the word that somewhat what an employer might consider a good career progression, or we have to know what to do to get towards that career progression, and or we have to understand the steps to get to where we want to go eventually if where we want to go eventually isn't the next logical step from where we 
So we have to build that bridge in a few different ways. One of them, of course, is volunteering, which we'll talk about. One of them might be finding a job that's a step job, a job that moves you closer to where you want to be. One of them might be doing things within your current job where you get to use the skills of the job that you'd like, working on special projects, whatever that might look like. We have to figure out how to build some kind of a bridge in the direction of where we want to go. So if I've been in a HR leadership role, and this is one of the examples they talked about today, if you've been in HR leadership, operations leadership, and finance leadership, and now you've decided you want to get to a C in one of those directions, you're going to have to do some work and sell your brand in that direction. This kind of portfolio career that you may have had gave you a lot of great skills, and those skills are quote-unquote transferable, but at the certain level that you're talking about, especially at a director and above level position, transferable skills are really right you've got to be able to show that you have the level of leadership that someone's in that position that you're targeting so we're going to talk today about ways that you can build tangible ways that you can build your professional or personal brand specific direction is the kind of underlying theme here why brand because they are talking hr people are talking about it they're talking about it in reference to their own company, right? This term that is employer brand. What do people who are potential employees think about them? They're also thinking about it in terms of your brand. When they see you, what do they see? When they see you, does what they see fit with the you're applying for? So this is their words, which is great. They're paying attention to this. Right, They are going on LinkedIn to a person. They all check people out on LinkedIn before they hire. They are, and maybe it's a different professional networking site, but LinkedIn is the one most. They want to know how you fit. They want to know if your career trajectory fits with their position. They want you to answer their questions on the application to demonstrate that, and then they're going to go and check you out in other places. So we will be right back after a short break here and can tangible way and so you can get where you want to go in your career. We'll be right back. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
and welcome back to the Career Confidant. As I said at the beginning of the show, from the alumni, sorry, the Alumni Career Services Network Conference in Philadelphia. So fun to be here and meet some great professionals that are work with from all different types of universities and even a high school and across the nation as well as some people here from Europe so very fun. One of the things that we had the opportunity to do today was hear from some hiring managers who who too that they really do put a lot of emphasis on qualification from their experience. Yes, these quote unquote transferable skills are a part of that. And, you know, if you're trying to go from being an accountant to an engineer, the actual skills to back that up, being a great person and a hard worker is not going to do it, right? So how do we build our path? One of the ways to do that is by building your brand. Obviously, just building your brand isn't going to work if you want to go from being an accountant to an engineer. There's going to be some actual skill training involved. For other types of transitions, though, it may just be that you want to tweak where you're going, you want to repurpose your skills, that can be done, right? Maybe stepping into a new industry, especially taking a step up, maybe even a step sideways, building on something in the past and making that the sole focus of your career. These are the majority that I talk to. Not a huge change. It's maybe you're going from being an accountant to an administrative assistant or vice versa. Lots of similar skill sets used in there. Of course, some specific skill sets that we need to add or highlight depending on our experience. So the idea behind your brand is really that you are saying, okay, I'm going to be an accountant. Great. What do you need? need to build or maybe you're going to be an accounting technician let's say you're not going to go back to school and and get accounting but you want to focus in there you want to do more with the financial piece and a little less with the general admin well here are some very specific things that you could do to start building your brand and the first and this was interesting because this was something that the HR encouraging their staff to do as build that employer brand. So they are telling their staff people, go out and present at professional conferences, be on a panel, because guess what? That gets our company visible and it helps people think that that company is invested in that members, that employee's professional development, right? They're encouraging their employees to go out and speak. Wouldn't that be a great thing for you'd want to work at? Well, you as the employee also get the added benefit that you get to become a subject matter expert in something, right? To go out and present on what you want to claim as your subject matter expertise. Now, that might be that you get asked to speak I wouldn't necessarily love to speak about, you can also offer, volunteer, and start to build your expertise in a certain area that you want to build it in. And I'm sure your human resources professionals would be just as likely to go, let you go and speak about things you want to go speak to, about if you tell them what those are. And of course, have built your subject matter expertise to the point where you would be a good ambassador for them. It's an awesome way. Not everybody's going to feel that comfortable doing those things. Panels a way for people who are a little bit less comfortable with public speaking. Get to be on a panel, answer questions. Most of the time that's less intimidating than giving up, getting up and giving an hour presentation by yourself. So great opportunity to figure out what professional associations might be out there and then what you might want to speak about or even just asking to attend again companies who are in this mode of, of building their employer brand are going to be more likely to let you do these things can't do it live ask to do a webinar right there's a professional association for 
like the American Training and Development Society. Great. If you wanted to get out there and show your expertise, clear it with your company, you're going to propose to present on X, Y, or Z. Will you get paid? Probably not. Again, way of building your brand and having something that you can point people to that shows your expertise that's more visual. Or, of course, with a live presentation, gives you the opportunity to actually meet people who might help you progress in your career. Or you could help progress in their career. All of these things that help move you forward in your career management. If you're not a speaker, of course, you could be a writer. Writing a white paper might be something, again, you need to clear with your superiors. Promotes the company. And as long as you're not super secrets, right? A concept, an idea, a program, all of them aren't necessarily rocket science and they're not going to make the company a whole lot of money. But guess what? We're a company, we're a leader in how we're building our accounting team, right? It's not something that's going to be proprietary. It's something that should you're a leader gets your name out there something you could put on your LinkedIn profile that would actually help you build your brand people could read it see what you're all about get an idea of why they should hire you to be in that type of role while you're still pushing and keeping yourself safe from those types of things articles or blogs so shorter versions there of that white paper. And as we've talked about before, of course, you have the opportunity to blog right on LinkedIn. Maybe there's professional associations that you could write an article for. And if you're not ready to go off and, and write your own article, of course, there's the opportunity to comment on other people's articles, ask good questions, give great feedback, be be careful you give that feedback, right? You want to be nice and respectful on any of these blogging platforms. You don't want to swoop in and make someone else who's writing the blog look bad. You want to be a, a professional who's offering expertise or asking a great question that helps move your brand forward. Lastly, and we'll talk about this a little bit more as we go through, but LinkedIn or your other industry websites, right? GitHub, or it might be that you're in are a great place to build your visibility as an expert. Now, building your brand on those platforms means that you've got to know what you want to be known for, right? So that you can share on specific or platforms that fit with that brand. This is a very strategic activity if you don't want to be doing it all day, every day, right? So you're finding the best groups where you can really build a community, where you can share, where you can comment and become involved in that community. It may be based on industry, it may be based on location, maybe based on a title, right? There are networks for CFOs, there are networks for people who are in all sorts of different industries. It may be a target industry if you work with a business and maybe you want to go work for or who's more aligned with one of your vendors, then you might be get be able to get away with posting in those types of groups. Let's say you work for Woodward Governor who does turbines and engines and you'd love to work actually for a solar company. So you could get involved with that type of group and share your expertise. It's pointing back to Woodward, which would make sense because they might be a, a supplier or a partner with those groups and it helps you build a network in a new arena. So focused in terms of where you're sharing, then of course we want to be focused in terms of what we're sharing. So think the thing that gets people there with that way of building a brand 
is, oh my goodness, then I have to do all this writing. I don't have time to blog every week or whatever it might be. You have to be the author of the things you share in there to be considered a subject matter expert. It's all you share. And also your comments on other people's articles that they might share again and asking great. That's how we're building our visibility. We're building our area of expertise because reading out in the industry, we're on top of the trends, we're on top of the most current information. That's the goal in terms of LinkedIn and becoming a subject matter expert or whatever platform makes sense for your industry. And those professional associations circling back there are great places to find out what those platforms might be in addition to LinkedIn, which is where and are building that. The more focused you are, the more you'll stand out. And of course, the less salesy you are now. LinkedIn people kind of have a low tolerance for those types of things. So add great value, share great information. No need to sell you. There's really no current company mentioning them, resources that they offer, studies that they've done that are public. Those can all be great ways to share that value without getting salesy about your current company. So tangible ways to build your brand that we've just talked about, presentations, whether live for and for your current organization in an area of expertise you want to be known for, white papers, blogs, articles, commenting on blogs, should you not want to write your own, and then things on LinkedIn. When we come back from our break, we'll talk about one more thing that we build our brand on the internet, and then we'll move into some other pieces of building your brand for your career management. We'll be right back. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant Welcome back to Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff. And today we are talking about building your brand in response to some feedback from some human resource professionals here at the conference. So, you know, we always, as career professionals anyway, I hear my peers 
seekers than I have job seekers. And it's always nice when HR people back that up. One of the things that they did say today about your brand is that a lot of times they are finding you on LinkedIn first. Right? They're not looking at your resume. They might be looking at the output from an applicant tracking system. Eventually, they might see your resume. So it's got to, you've got to have the complete package, right? You need to understand together and how your LinkedIn profile should be a little bit different than your resume. And eventually they will look at your resume. So making sure that that is quality, that might be the first thing the actual hiring manager is probably not the first thing. So building your brand on LinkedIn, of course, at the basic level means our profile but it goes beyond that, right? It's interacting in those groups as we talked about, sharing articles, they don't have to be yours, figuring out what that looks like so that when I scroll down your profile, I look at the groups that you are a part of, it builds your brand right there. If you're on LinkedIn and you're currently employed, you might not want to join job seeker groups. And that's perfectly okay. Some HR people are going to connect with people in those groups, but a lot of HR people are going to connect with people who've positioned themselves as subject matter experts in other groups, industry-related groups, position-related groups. Again, that CFO group or those green careers groups or specifically a group around engine technology, whatever it is that might be as specific as you can get, those are probably the groups that are at the most when they have a position to fill. Of course, beyond all of the written things that you on LinkedIn, we have the wonderful world of video. So when you're presenting that webinar, can you record it, the face to be a video that you post on LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever that platform is. Of course, if you are, and you can have someone record even a part of your conversation, right? Two to five minutes is great for video. That's That'd be perfect. If it makes sense for you to do a short video of yourself, that'd be great. Adding that in to see you, to hear what you sound like, to see your articulate ability to share what you do. Interestingly, one of the hiring managers that spoke today said that if you don't have a picture on LinkedIn, a picture on your LinkedIn, you're automatically not considered, which I find, um, and maybe it was more that they wouldn't go out of their way to connect with you, but it was definitely a negative impression. So those of you who are hiding your LinkedIn profile picture for whatever reason, you might consider that it's probably more harmful than it would be to have your hair or whatever it is that you think is an issue. It's probably more on there. One of the ladies talked specifically about volunteering and from the career level to the HR person was our companies doing anything to retain our companies offering older job seekers. The response from the HR person was, you know, volunteering can really do a lot to help you with your brand, to help you into the trajectory of your career, i.e. the answer to that being no. The question from the career service, are companies doing something to offer retraining or what have you, internships for mid-career professionals? The answer was, you know, volunteering can really do a lot for your kind of skirting the issue, but saying, you know, no, we're not necessarily going to help in corporate become a nonprofit leader, or we're not going to help someone who's been in the nonprofit world become a corporate leader, whatever the transition is that you might be thinking about. There may be some, what she was really saying is that it's up to you as job seeker, which was why we, because there's a lot of opportunity for you to take control of your own career and come back. So volunteering often gets lost. Think about this opportunity to volunteer and build a skill set. If you want to be a leader and you haven't had the chance to lead something at work, go do it as a volunteer. If you want to become an accounting person and You've only go be on the finance committee for a non-profit. They need those people. 
So it's thinking about how you might be able to build that skill set, augment that skill set in a different way than expecting a company to take a chance on you or spend the money to train you up in how to do that. One of the HR people did say it's a job seekers market. I guess it's not that much of a job seekers market. They are still expecting that you'll have skill sets that they can kind of plug and play, right? Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What do business and sports have in common? Both are based on competition, and the goal of each is the same, to win. If you're in business, you need an edge over your competitors. You need to innovate and improve. You need to make adjustments to stay ahead of your competition. Tune in to The Business Locker Room with Kelly Riggs. Get the playbook and the coaching you need to improve your business performance. The Business Locker Room airs live every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zeminoff. We are here at the Alumni Career Services Network, joining about 120 people who serve alumni of various types of colleges, as well as a few high schools. So interesting stuff that we're sharing with you that comes from a few hiring managers that spoke today about job seeker success. And we've been talking about how to build your brand because that was one of the keys to success that they were talking about, especially for people who are trying to make some kind of transition. So how do you make your career trajectory fit somewhat with what they're looking for? Because that's the key, right? They need people who can step in and do the job. They need qualified applicants. Oh, and and by the way, they kind of like people who have been in somewhat the same salary range they're hiring for. And it was very interesting to hear them recommend that you go to Glassdoor, Glass, G-L-A-S-S, door.com to find out that salary information. Um, kind of humorous because, of course, they're not going to share what they're hiring at. Yeah. So they expect you to do that research and to know if you're a good fit for the position. We've talked about some of the ways you can build your brand through presentations, writing, LinkedIn, and then we were talking a little bit before our break about volunteering, and again, this kind of being the answer to are the companies going to retrain 
or do they accept transferable skills? The answer kind of was, mm, and you've got to show us that you can do the job and you can do that perhaps through a volunteer opportunity. Again, a lot of times we can do it through reframing something that we've done, but sometimes we need to actually add a skill set. We might need to go back to school or a specific training program, or we might be able to do some volunteer work, like I was talking about with my administrative assistant who wants to focus more in on the bookkeeping and accounting side of things. Of course, if she wanted to be a CPA, she'd have to go back to school. If they wanted to just make this small transition, focus more in on accounts payable, accounts receivable, or some other kind of accounting function that doesn't require necessarily a specific degree in accounting, they might get some of that experience through a volunteer opportunity. And, of course, through their current job, how could they do more of that where they are? How can they take their expertise and go and speak at an accounting conference? All of the things we've been talking about. Then they talked a lot about networking. And one of the gentlemen said, you know, the relationships, really, you've got to have them before you need them. So if you've decided what your brand is going to be, where you want to go with your career, part of what your task is, is building a network that helps you move in that direction. Again, going to conferences and meeting those people who are already in the field, even building better relationships with your current bosses so that they know what you want to focus in and what your brand is and and they're aware that you're looking for opportunities to help the company in that direction. Those relationships, again, are best before you need them, before you get laid off, before the job becomes available that you'd really love. And the better you are in focusing and building those relationships in a direction, the more those relationships might be there when you need them. And, you know, beyond kind of those people that you get to meet and talk to, uh, Rich Feller always talks about, you know, who you hang out with and who you hang out with, you know, that you're becoming your five best friends. And that's what he talks about. Not only means like your friends, right? But what we're talking about is the people that you read. So do you read William Arruda's branding work? Do you read this leading person in accounting What's going on? What are the trends? What what are the latest in the regulations and compliance or whatever it is that you're interested in? Are you hanging out with those people, right? Actually in person or just in in the nether Netherlands of watching them on TV or reading their articles or whatever it might be. But what does it say about you when you look at what you read, what you pay attention to, what you're focused on? And how might you add some pieces into that circle that would help build your brand in the direction you want to go? That's what we're talking about here. How can you help people understand that this is your area of expertise? And part of that is what you read, what you share, who you're being influenced by. That might be your actual network, people that you can get to know or do get to know. And it might be people who are, you know, on that talk show on... I think Rich's guy talks on Sunday mornings on some show. He talks about political issues and market issues. Who are those people that you're paying attention to that are feeding your brain with things that you could share with others and other people would see, hey, wow, you know, she really knows a lot about accounting. She's really in on what's going on with the regulations. And how can we share that with people in our branding, maybe again, going back to articles, blogs, how can you share that knowledge, not even necessarily having to rewrite anything? How can you make people see and get that visibility around what you want to do? Alumni groups and networks, so of course, being at the Alumni Career Services event, that's all they're talking about here is all these alumni networks, and I think that we don't connect to these. And maybe if we're experienced in our career, we're we're thinking that everybody's just going to want to take from us, right? They're going to want to be mentored by us and we don't have time for that or whatever that might be. And we forget that even if we are the mentor 
in a relationship, we're still getting immense, immense value from that and possible visibility. Who knows, you may have the opportunity to, some, to mentor someone who works at a company you want to work at. And will they have clout to get you hired there? Maybe not. But will they be able to connect you with someone who does? Maybe. Will they be able to provide you with information about that company that would help you set realistic expectations? As we were just talking about, the HR people want us to do. What level should you enter the company at? All of those pieces of intelligence you could get from someone, even if you are in the position to give as a mentor. We tend to think of those networks being the best for people who are new in their career. Well, of course, that's their purpose, and you get to share your expertise so that you can fulfill that purpose. And even if you are mid-career or later, there's great, great visibility for you there, too. And maybe even to share your expertise, people who are your peers might see that you're sharing that expertise and mentoring other people. So those alumni groups and networks might be from an institution, might be from a school, a college, a university, or again, even some high schools have some alumni work networks. They might also be from a company, right? Companies have alumni networks where you can engage with people who used to work at that company. What a great way to connect, to share your expertise, to maybe share what's going on in the industry as a whole with people who are also members of that group. And obviously, HR people are going to be calling those types of groups, especially on LinkedIn, for great candidates because lots of recruiters like to hire based on competitors. So if I'm hiring for HP or one of their competitors, I might go to an HP alumni group. I know people are going to be in the right technology or whatever it might be that's driving my hire. So those are kind of some of the things you can do to control your brand that are tangible, that have great substance, right? Sharing, Sharing things of substance positioning yourself as a subject matter expert by doing those things and or volunteering to build your expertise while demonstrating your expertise in a certain area, right? And and one of the HR people was talking about today how we might need to go above and beyond in that volunteer role to demonstrate this expertise. She was talking specifically about going to speak at a university or help a university run some kind of a program as a volunteer because you really wanted to be an adjunct professor there. I talk to people all the time who want to be an adjunct professor, and, you know, although those positions don't pay that well um, for most schools, they're competitive. You're not going to just apply online necessarily even and, and get that adjunct role. It's going to take building relationships that may take volunteering to show that you can teach just because you've been a leader in the corporate world doesn't necessarily mean you're going to compete against other people who might be applying for that position who have experience in the corporate world and teaching experience. You might be able to build your brand in that teaching direction in other ways as well, and volunteering might be one of those ways. So just to close on a little a fun note about branding and to think about some of the things that we have quick access to changing may sound superficial, but they also are quick, right? What's in your office? So if you wanted to go into accounting and I walked into your office, then, you know, there's not anything in there. There's not a book. There's not a magazine. There's not anything that would signify to me that that's your focus, that that's what you're passionate about. Of course, it may be hard for some of us to imagine being passionate about accounting, but thankfully there are people that are, right? So what is it about your external brand, your external environment that would show me that? And of course, even going more superficial, do you, you know, do you dress the part? People always talk about dressing for where you want to be, not where you are. And a lot of times we think about that as, as you know, well, dress up so that you fit into this next level that you want to go to, and that may be part of it, but it may be 
you know, if you're a technician and you want to be an engineer, maybe you look around the office and you say, oh, technicians tend to dress like this and engineers tend to dress like that. So if I'm going back to school to be an, to, you know, take that step up from a technician to an engineer, how might I start to kind of look that part? And it may be completely different than dressing up, right? And if you want to move from an administrative assistant to an accounting person, there might not be a specific dress, but there might be in your office. Does the accounting team do something different externally that you could incorporate into your brand? Little tiny, almost subliminal things, again, that help people start to see you as a member of a different team, a member with a different purpose. Those articles sitting around your office, the pictures that are in your office, what is it that helps people immediately see that that's where you want to do, that's what you want to do, that's where you're going. So hopefully you've had some ideas today about how you can kind of tangibly, proactively build your brand in a specific direction and just keeping our mind on that other side of the table. What are those people who run the show, our HR folks, what are they thinking? And kind of jokingly, but not so jokingly, one of the HR people said that as a job seeker, your best path to a job is still around that HR person. How can you be the one that's known in the organization that gets referred to the job? Well, a lot of that is positioning yourself beforehand, building visibility as that subject matter expert beforehand, and of course, building a strategic but real relationships with people in the field where you want to go, in the company where you want to go. That's part of the part of the strategy for moving yourself from where you are to where you want to be. And of course it's a little bit more long term. It's not a quick fix. There is no silver bullet. And I hope that as we've been going through the show you've had tools and resources to help you do that. If you'd like to connect with me and ask any questions, I'm always available at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'd love to connect with you there. Please tell me that you're a listener to the show so I know why you're looking to connect, and I look forward to it. And until then, we'll see you right here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.